Vince, welcome to GHP podcast number five. Uh, how are you guys? Um, joining me today, usual suspects, uh, missing one, <laughs> minus one. Uh, I got Pow again. Uh, Pow, how are you? Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I just stepped out of uh, of Endgame and I'm feeling really conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> and about you, Alan? What's up? Hey, hey, hey! I'm I'm good. I'm here in a hotel lobby in New Jersey. And awesome. We are the lobby. New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Uh, we got four topics. Uh, majority of them I won't be participating since I don't really own a PS4. <laughs> so I'll just uh, um, stab a bit of uh, stuff in when I find the right time to insult. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh yes. Uh, so let's start with Marvel. Uh, you know, there. Our uh, three topics uh, for Marvel today. So we'll start with something we'll, we want to get off our chest. Uh, although this is a non-spoiler review, so uh, anyway, let me start first so that I won't say much. Uh, I already written what I can so that I won't spoil anything. So <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this is one hell of a movie, uh, Avengers Endgame. Uh, it's like uh, Tom Yam Gum. It starts mild, then leave. And, and strong, leaving you sweating in the end. <laughs> yeah, so uh, th- that's my description. <laughs> Very oh, Southeast wait. Asian. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, pacing isn't a problem because uh, it's it's a three R movie, but I didn't no- notice the uh, uh, three R's already passed. So uh, if you never saw the uh, other MCU movies uh, before watching this, it would be awesome if you can. Uh, there's a lot of reference here. Um, for some reason, I never understand why uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Feige or the Russo brothers said it was a heist movie, but after watching it, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it's not just a heist movie, it's a sports event. It's a freaking sports event because uh, there's a lot of people watching and uh, I'll stop there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's anyway. a sports event because it makes you feel the hype. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, sports it's events, lots of people high. watching. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, and um, you got your favorites. And you got your favorites. You're rooting for your favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that part. Anyway, um, <laughs> w- watching enough crowd is really fun because uh, you know, uh, when there's a hype moment, you feel it. Because uh, the, all the people are there with you. And um, 
there are times where you have uh, uh, no choice of what movie to watch during that specific day because there's nothing but that movie on all theaters. <laughs> so, ah, <laughs> what should I watch today? <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Hmm, what's on Cinema 2? Avengers Endgame. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, fun facts before I pass it over. Uh, movie grossed over 107.2 million in China on the first day. That's in dollars. So wow. Just in China. <laughs> Just in China. That doesn't count U.S. and the rest of the world, including here. <laughs> We're part of the rest of the world too. <laughs> Uh, first movie I've ever seen where theaters uh, was open as early as 5 a.m. Yeah. That, that's, uh, wow. that's new, <laughs> actually. Uh, AMC theaters open 24 hours all week and before, because of this movie. Uh, they will be open four days straight. So uh, that's, that's something new. So anyway, uh, that's... Uh, I'm finished with the facts. Uh, I'll shut up from now. Uh, so I'll pass it over to one of you guys. Uh, let's start with Alan first. Uh, how do you like the movie? I mean, it's it, just like what you said. It, the, it's a three-hour movie. You don't you don't realize it's a three-hour movie until your bladder is screaming for you to go outside <laughs> to go to the restroom. Yeah. Because there's also that fear. And and, and and real the fear of missing something is is real. Mm. After the after the two hour mark, I have to hold this in. I'm gonna miss something. <laughs> That's why true. we dehydrated before the movie. movie. <laughs> and it's true. It, it is. It it kind of like you said. It it is uh like a sport event because bihira lang ako mga kita ng movie talaga na there's there's cheering sa sa audience it, right in the middle of the movie you you usually see it at the end yung papalakpakan sila at the end may mga tumatayo which is weird to me but for this one it it's well deserved yep uh um with what everyone I I never really I never really understood the way everyone was all talking about oh I'm gonna hit someone if they spoil uh, if they spoil the movie for me mga ganon kahit mga post sa Facebook or on yep, social yep, yep. media don't spoil this I'll, I'll unfriend you I, I, I always thought that was like, oh, that's kind of oh that's kind of petty pero for this particular movie yep yes uh, I will agree I, I do agree that um, please don't spoil it for for, every, for anyone kasi there's there's just that there's just stuff that should not really be spoiled for this. So yep, you yep. really should go in there, not knowing what to expect. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's well, it's well worth it. Talaga. Yep, yep. Yeah, and I, I think there's because it's also one. Uh, it's also something that's never really happened before. This is like a decades build up, right? Leading into mm-hmm. into this movie. Yep. So it's so it's like um, you kind of also owe it to yourself to not let yourself get spoiled if you've been following the the entire not, MCU not for the yep. Yeah, like uh, because I I think I've watched all of the MCU movies. I know, so I think the only the only MCU movies I've missed in the theaters were 
Captain, the first Captain America, and uh, the Incredible Hulk. Hmm. All the rest, I've I think I've seen them in theaters, mm-hmm. and it's like, and it's like like for me, when Infinity War came out last year, like I didn't want anybody to spoil it for me because that that was like right. the culmination of everything that I've watched. Like all, um, this is like if if if. If somebody like uh, just went up and spoiled like uh, the ending of like if if I was a Harry Potter fan and somebody just went up to my face and just told me what happens in Harry Potter and <laughs> Deathly Hallows Part Two or something. <laughs> so, uh, although this is like ten years worth of of build up, oh, right, right? Voldemort is Harry's father. <laughs> 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 it's like at least Harry Potter, but but even with Harry Potter, I, like I'm not sure. Like if I was a Harry Potter fan, I probably wouldn't feel too bad if somebody spoiled it to me because yeah. the books are existing. The yeah. books are a thing that exists, <laughs> so it's not like it. <laughs> it's not like yeah, you did. It's not, it's not like I didn't have a chance to you know to 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 figure out the story. But, yeah. but for this one, it's like even if you're a fan, I, I think one of the favorite things, my favorite things about the MCU is that even if you're a fan of the comics, and you sort of know the storylines that these movies are adapting, they change a lot, such that it will surprise even uh, comic fans. Yep. Okay. Yep. So it's a tearjerker, It's kind of you. You'll, there, there will be tears, but not just at, at the end of the movie. There's different parts of the movie that tears are going to go. Oh yeah, yep, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trailer. Parang meron ng ano? There's tears already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trailer yeah, alone. Like, yeah, yeah, this is the ten years of pent up, uh, of built, well, not pent up, built up uh, emotion. <laughs> uh, uh, Hmm. Uh, should we stop here now? Because <laughs> uh... well, oh, wait. Well, I, I still wanna. I, oh, okay, okay. I, I think you, you, you. I, I think one of the things, like, uh, and we were we were talking about this before, where mm-hmm. um, I didn't think, like, even for a three-hour movie, the yep. storyline itself is not very uh, complicated. Yep. But it is very mm-hmm. dense. It's it's very dense for the type of story that it wants to uh, tell and that's why the three hours doesn't feel like three hours mm-hmm. right and, but uh, I think also one of the things that I um, that kind of surprised me here is that basically everyone in here acted the way I expected it's like um, for, for a movie that's juggling a lot of characters like like I don't think there was anything that was Incredibly out of character, yep, yep. and then and even if you tell me like, oh, this character is something's probably going to happen to this character because their contracts are like expiring. It's like even if you if I know that thing or that thing is happening outside of the movie, so it kind of colors how I uh, predict things will happen. Mm-hmm. Everything still feels natural in the course of how the characters develop over how many movies. Yep. yep. So, it it's 
it's also um it's also very satisfying for uh for someone who's followed the MCU or like since Iron Man 1 basically and it's and for me the arc of the um the arc of the original avengers like um and like it comes to a satisfying con- uh conclusion for me and re- regarding the uh, fan theories because uh, basically after infinity war people mm-hmm. did their own fan theories so a lot of people got their theories right and a lot of people got their theories wrong and a lot of scenes here surprised a lot of people so oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do like like a lot of the callbacks that they did. Yep. Um. To to the earlier movies, so it's it's like it's really fun. Like um, like I I wouldn't I I don't know if I consider this like one of my favorite MCU movies. I I, I probably still have to process it because I just like literally stepped out of the theater like a few minutes ago. <laughs> And I, yeah, and I still, ha- I, I still have my like my soda here that I ordered from the theater. It's like, it's like not even halfway, halfway done. I'm done. <laughs> well, but, if you consider, naman yung laki ng cups na or oh yeah, <laughs> I just got, <laughs> I just got a medium and a medium here, extra large. In, in, Is in, it like gulp size? Big gulp. Big gulp big size. Gulp. That's just medium. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, big gulp is medium. Basically. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I like how like, uh, like without going into too, into too much details, like uh, where Captain America ends up at the end of this is probably one of my favorite because once I read. Uh, like once Infinity War ended, and I sort of uh, like had my own theory on how they'd resolve it, and I was thinking, okay, yeah, I probably want him to do something like this at the end, mm-hmm. yeah. and he did it, <laughs> and <laughs> and I and I was I, like that was like fan service on a whole different like. It's like the Russo brothers like knew what I was thinking. Like, yeah. oh. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, the because... part of the fan theory thing. A lot of it actually uh, met the fans' expectations, but uh, uh, some of it actually went beyond <laughs> what they expected. Oh so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, especially. But uh, yeah, for that last, for yeah, that... yeah. <laughs> stop there. Yeah, <laughs> let's stop there. But, <laughs> but but the last the the last part the whole climax ah. That's that was worth it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. diarrhea. It's so satisfying. <laughs> 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 My goodness. Yeah, okay. So, uh, are we stopping there in the uh, interest of uh, not? Yeah. Of not getting uh, beat up. <laughs> if we want to uh, do a spoiler review, we'll probably have to record it. <laughs> uh, we'll do it. later. Yeah, we'll do it some other time. Yeah. 
or or we can just do it live on the next podcast once ano once all of us have actually seen it yep, I, yeah. I think that would be better because basically uh, next week would be a free comic next book week. day so oh. uh, we won't be having a podcast so we'll be uh, doing spoilers really late <laughs> which, which I think uh, a lot of people which would is, find uh, great right. fair. Yeah. yeah sounds fair it, if you so, haven't seen it by that time that's your fault now <laughs> Uh, unless you're all, all the theaters are like sold out for one week like it took oh my god it took me almost a week to watch um infinity war in <laughs> in manila because I, I well this is basically going to be two so next week yung food uh food comic book day mm-hmm. and then the week after then we can do the oh, spoiler yeah. part yeah oh yeah 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 so yeah free comic book day i'll be traveling to several comic book stores so that I could get them all. <laughs> My God. Um, but but yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, <laughs> full price. Yep. <laughs> yep. Full full price. Everyone go watch it and don't spoil it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And, and watch it anyway, just just so you won't be affected by spoilers. Okay. <laughs> just, just watch it. <laughs> So uh, let's go to the next topic. Uh, I'll go through this first because it's a very quick uh, topic. It's uh, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Um, Oh, yes. It already has a release date, July 19, 2019. It's developed by Team Ninja, the same guys that uh, did Dead or Alive and Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, according to the Japanese trailer, it has 30 characters to choose from. And uh, it includes the X-Men. Yep, the X-Men. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, the game returns after 10 years. Uh, it's exclusive for the Switch, and my biased ass is very happy. <laughs> <laughs> you can have I, your I persona. Was... <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well you still, you'll still have persona. In, in a, some way. You'll, you'll still have a persona game. <laughs> in <Yeah>. some way. <laughs> Okay, so uh, anyone wants to comment on that, um, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance, or should we go straight to the next topic? No, oh, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm also, I'm also hyped for Ultimate Alliance three. I, I was mildly interested when they announced it, but then I found out like Team Ninja was doing it. So yeah, yeah, I just put that on my list. <laughs> How about you, Alan? No, the same. I don't own uh, a lot of Switch games, but. This is probably going to be one of the ones that I'm going to get. Awesome. Okay, so uh, next I'm going to pass this over to Pal because uh, this is actually regarding Spider-Man 4. Uh, we're talking about this because he finally got to play it and he has stuff to say. So. Uh, oh, yes. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> thing I would like to say about this, at least Stan is there <laughs> at the start. <laughs> Stan. Stannis birthday. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, wrong series. Yeah, so... <laughs> okay, but yeah, so I, I was actually mm-hmm. yeah, I was actually surprised that uh, I was actually surprised that Stan's cameo was fairly early on in the game. Yep. But um yeah, so this was one of the games where I was actually very heavily considering getting another PS4. Because my PS4 is actually back at home, and 
uh, honestly, I'm not a big fan of all the of all the Sony properties and all the Sony exclusives. But this one, because I'm a huge Spider-Man nerd, and because um, it was developed by Insomniac, I was very hyped for this one, and I was uh, as soon as I as it came out, I was very heavily considering getting a PS4 just for it. So I ended up buying another PS4 again, and I bought it as soon as I got my PS4 again. <laughs> and 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 I, I uh, it, it's it, it's one of the things that like really frustrates me the most that uh, a lot of people really hype all the um, a lot of Sony exclusives I found and. I mean, I mean, I get it because it's like an exclusive and it's like a selling point for getting a PS4 and people are like, oh, this is like one of the best superhero games ever. It's like the best superhero game like, and possibly the best Spider-Man game ever. So that kind of like, uh, that kind of may like probably shot my expectations way up too high yeah. because up to this day, I'll, I'll, still, I'll still contend that Neversoft Spider-Man on PS1, N64, and Dreamcast is still the best Spider-Man game <laughs> ever, and the, and that that includes like the, even I, I still prefer it over Treyarch Spider-Man 2 for for mm-hmm. many reasons. Yep. Yep. So yeah, so I was I, I was thinking I was actually expecting an Arkham like a game that was on the level of Arkham Asylum for. For how it portrays uh, the superhero that that yeah, yeah, Spider Man was, uh-huh. yep. yeah. So it's like uh, Arkham Asylum did like that was without que- that was when when Arkham Asylum came out, it was without question the best Batman game ever, mm-hmm. and it and it treated the property with a lot of respect. Yep. Right. So and, it, 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 the fight mechanics in uh, Arkham Asylum kind of define that gen- uh, that genre of, of games oh, after yeah, after- yeah. yeah ex- exactly so so like arkham arkham asylum pretty much rewrote a lot of things about what we expect from superhero uh some superhero games yep. it's like um they they did something uh well first off they did something um Kind of new by by basically rebuilding their own universe for Batman to be in. Mm-hmm. So even though like Kevin Conroy is there as Batman slash Bruce yeah. Wayne, Mark Hamill is there as the Joker, and it's like they're there to sort of play up the fan service because mm-hmm. uh, you you get the fans of the animated series on board. Uh-huh. And and a lot of the of the story beats that the char- that the characters and the villains have is uh, more similar animated series than the than the comics, for example. And yet, if you're a if you're a long comic fan of Batman, there there's a lot of things in Arkham uh, calls back to like, Batman's entire comic history. And it, 
in the same way that uh, that Lego Batman is also one, uh, like Lego Batman goes deep into Batman lore. Oh yeah. Uh, Arkham <laughs> Arkham Asylum also does the same thing, and I was expecting something like that from in, from uh, Insomniac Spider-Man, but it's not quite there. Uh, I would say. Um, so it in in the same way that like Arkham Asylum kind of takes from uh from the animated series of Batman. Uh Insomniac Spider-Man takes a bit from the uh from the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, I would say. Mm-hmm. Is that, like mm-hmm. like like the the whole tone of the game and the whole like how some of the characters' relationships develop is reminds me of uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, hmm. which is which is fine by me, <laughs> but uh, like it suffers. Um, I can't honestly say that this is like one of the best Spider-Man, like this is the best Spider-Man game ever, because it's. It also suffers from the same problems that Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Man games have had for as long as the PS1 NeverSoft game, which is that Spider-Man controls really nice when you're swinging, but then once you get indoors, it's like, uh, <laughs> 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 what the heck? I want to web there, not there. I want to, I want to, I want to do this, not this. No, wait, don't stick yet. Okay, not, okay. Why are you sticking now? Like, oh, why did you? Why did you go to? Why, why are you in the ceiling? What? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, oh, it, it's like, okay, yeah. Spider-Man's like, yeah. Spider-Man's tricky to get in a video game, right? Right. Uh, but like, um. Like one of the examples I, that I keep going back to is that uh, if you go to Arkham Asylum and you do and you look at how they incorporated Batman's grappling hook, for example, it's like I don't I don't remember a single time in Arkham Asylum where I where Batman fired the grappling hook where I didn't want him to fire. <laughs> and it's like it, like sometimes the game is almost psychic in that. Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna jump here, then I'm gonna grapple here, and it's like the game almost can read my can almost read my mind because it gra- because Batman grapples exactly where I wanted him to grapple. Mm-hmm. It's like that that's something that takes a lot of tuning, like that that that's a lot of fine tuning in ter- in terms of like controls and gameplay and design. Mm-hmm. And in 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 some like Spider Man, it's like. Um, like there, for example, like for, first off, you have to press two buttons to do a web zipline, mm-hmm. which automatically makes it harder, like less intuitive than Batman's grapple hook, because Batman's grapple hook is just like one button on mm-hmm. Arkham, but it's two buttons on on in some on Spider-Man. It's like, mm-hmm. and you have to manually aim. It's not like okay, uh, right? Uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it's because in Arkham you don't Batman doesn't have to look at a grapple point, like you'll just see oh there's a grapple point above me there's an icon showing it because, I mean that would make sense because Batman 
doesn't really need to look at something that he's dropped because he just because if you look at him in the animator, he's just like yeah he, he just yeah he just <laughs> he just grapple and shoots and <laughs> yeah he, he just looks he just aims upwards and then boom it doesn't even look it's like yeah that's Batman so it's like Spider Man should have like should should by basically throw out his web line by instinct yeah he's got spider then, sense <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> and and then the and the combat itself is a bit uh, janky compared to Arkham and uh, like it's kind of hard to keep comparing it to Arkham but then Arkham raised then, the bar so far that like right but the like, combat is based off of what Arkham does yeah yeah that that's that's also the thing like like you can't help but compare it because it feels similar mm-hmm. to what Arkham is doing but then mm-hmm. uh, like you you sort of like um, so far, I've unlocked the impact web, which is also something that you can do in the in NeverSoft's old Spider-Man game. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know if you unlock also the web dome or the web gloves or like. Mm-hmm. It's like the the way you activate um, the impact web in the old Spider-Man. It's like you hold the trigger, then you a trigger modifies the what the button does what, and then you just pull it up. And it's like it's a lot more intuitive than how here, but then because you have to do a quick menu, you pick the impact web and then you fire it. And it's like, yeah, it, it although it uh, to be fair, it gives you a lot more options, but then it kind of like uh, first you have to. Uh, I feel like you have to kind of get intuitive first before you before you build up to something like this but mm-hmm. but I, I guess that's just my preference well because this this spider-man uh, when he uses those uh, those special those special webs it's basically uh, they're basically gadgets for him mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah yeah right so that's why there's a uh, there's a that circle menu or the cycle that you can cycle through to choose which one you have or mm-hmm. actually yeah. only have you can only have uh, i think two at the time equipped I, uh, I think so, yeah. Right. I think so. Although I only have two at the moment, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, yeah, it, it, it kind of feels like uh, Spider-Man here is like a bit more, like Batman than Spider-Man <laughs> in yeah. some ways. Mm-hmm. In some ways. That's but, so, so because of all his um, gadgets, gadgets and all the other stuff yeah. that, he, that he has. Yeah, but. Uh, one thing that I will say though is that the web swinging here is pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> like, um, I don't know if they were trying to specifically copy the old Spider-Man Two game, the one based on the Sam Raimi um, movie. But from from uh, Treyarch. Yeah, yeah, from Treyarch. Mm. But it, it is so they they kind of. I, I feel like they took that as a template and then just like slightly improved it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, and I, I remember because we were chatting about this before, but now you can't do the dangling thing anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, okay, that's that's kind of pointless in the grand scheme of things. But then it's like one but of those things. A lot of people did. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people who just shoot, shoot. Uh, shoot. Uh, line yeah. of web and just yeah. stuck there. 
Yeah, it's like it's kind of like one of those things that you that you put in half as a gameplay mechanic and half as a nod to the fans. Right. And it's like it's kind of disappointing that it's not there. So, um, but yeah, like it's like so far the storyline is kind of okay. Like I I don't know if it's kind of if if it builds up further on. Uh, but I like how, for example, I, I like how they changed some of the some of the characters here. Like, um, uh, well, the weird thing there is that uh, is that Peter here doesn't work for the Daily Bugle. Mm. <laughs> it's like Mary Jane is the one who works for the Daily Bugle, huh? So mm-hmm. that feels that right. feels incredibly weird. It's like it it feels weird. And I don't know if it feels right. So it's like one of those things that um, I don't know if it feels right from a from a Spider-Man perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like he what? he well he's not working for the Google, but he used to. Yeah, uh, yeah. he he either if I, I'm not sure if he quit or he got fired from the. <laughs> I, I think he quit because he wanted to pursue a much more, uh, a much more meaningful, meaningful career. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And I think, yeah, I I also like like how they imply that, and uh, that actually feels a lot like something that like Peter Parker would actually do in the comics. Right. Like, given the chance, would he do this? And I'm like, um, uh, he 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 works for, um, so he he works for Otto Octavius, which, as uh-huh. we all know, is. The lizard. Be... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's obviously Venom. <laughs> it's obviously Venom. <laughs> I thought he was but... Electro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old Spider-Man fans here. <laughs> but yeah, but as we all know, he turns into Doctor Octopus somewhere down the line. But yeah, uh, it it. Remind, this is one of those things that reminds me of the Sam Raimi uh, movies, where mm-hmm. he kind of uh, has uh, has Otto as a kind of mentor character, and they turn they turn Otto into less of a villain, more like uh, like into more like uh, actual like scientist and doc, which which right. I think like like it, it acknowledges like the. Probably a lot of people know Otto more for as Alfred Molina's uh, <laughs> uh, Doctor Octopus rather than the comics Doctor Octopus. So I think right. that and, was. And I, and I like his. Um, I guess you can call it the fall from grace, because his all of his uh, in the games Doctor Octavius, uh, his all of his goals were so pure from the very beginning. Oh, right? yeah, and, yeah. and then you 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 slowly you, you can slowly see how how and uh, when he starts falling from uh, from that from that very oh, yeah. high pillar that he's at. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can sort of see him get this illusion. Like right. I'm I'm not far off. I'm not far so far into the story, but I can sort of see hints of that. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's. I, I I like it because it kind of also hints at the at the it's it's sort of like a callback to the Raimi uh, Spider-Man 2. 
which which also kind of does a similar thing. But I also like that they in, introduced some of the newer villains here. And um, I also like how his looks, which is all nice. <laughs> and uh, I, I also like the twist that um, like the reason he developed his suit was because of uh, was because of Otto Octavius. Hmm. Like um, Octavius gave some of the ideas for his right, suit. right, which is kind of fun. But uh, but overall, like like it, I, it's not a bad Spider-Man game. It's because mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also playing through like. Um, uh, what was uh, Shattered Dimensions? Mm-hmm. I I got Shattered Dimensions for the PS3, uh, pre-owned from GameStop. You know, shout out to GameStop for <laughs> <laughs> for selling pre-owned games. But um, but yeah, I, I if you if your um if your standard for Spider-Man games are from those eras, then yeah, like compared to those. This is uh, what Insomniac has done here is way better. But then I, the problem is I've been playing like Spider-Man games since the mm-hmm. since the was that the Paragon Software PC version. <laughs> and, <laughs> is that the one with the skeleton? And, yeah, the the where Spider-Man's life bar is an icon, <laughs> a picture of Spider-Man, and then the more you get hit, like he turns into a skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Played and also that. the dust <laughs> yeah. days. Yeah, and also the and also the Spider-Man games on the, on the family computer. Ah, the twenty-six hundred, the the crazy climber version. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been playing that as well. Uh, my cousin owned yeah. it, so I've been playing it uh, with her with them uh, when I was a kid. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the uh, uh, yeah. Mary Jane working for uh, Daily Bugle, uh, it's not in the comics, but I think it's in the animated series, Ultimate Spider-Man specifically. Uh, she did work for the Daily Bugle, and uh, Daily Bugle is kind of a, like a YouTube channel. So, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's uh, the re- only yeah, reference I could I re- think of. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember like, um, like one episode where Spidey was helping... Mary Jane with her video uh, to to get a to get an internship at the Bugle or something. Yep, and I think she got it. So, yeah, that's the only instance. Spoiler, I <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. She got. No it. one cares. <laughs> they, they they hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, like, but again, so overall, it's good. But uh, I, but I. I messaged you before, Vincent. I don't think this is worth getting a PS4 for, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of disappointing to me because I was expecting this to be like, oh, this is gonna be as good as Arkham was for hmm. for Batman, but hmm. it's it's still a good game. It's still enjoyable. Um, also, probably because my own expectations were too high, uh, because I I enjoyed Sunset Overdrive a lot, uh, which was Insomniac's last game before this one. Mm-hmm. And I thought the traversal in Sunset Overdrive was far more well tuned than the one in yeah. Spider-Man for some reason. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of like 
why th- that probably also feeds into my disappointment of the game. But you know, it's still a good game. I would still recommend it if you're a huge Spidey fan. But mm. if you, but if you're, but if you don't have a PS4, like you, you don't need to lose sleep over not playing this one. <laughs> well. Okay. And that's my two cents on it. Uh, that, mm-hmm. that hits a little close to home because I, I bought a PS4 earlier this year because of Spider-Man. Ah. Oh, yeah. Because I, I, whenever, I mean, I, I, I watched playthroughs of it uh, last year when it first came out. That was, I always, I always see, I, I mean, I always hear people saying about how the swing, uh, the swing mechanics of it are really good. I've watched it. I see oh, it. Yeah. I, got, I got really excited for it. So I, I thought like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this game. So my birthday came along, got played the heck out of it. But now I'm just, I, I still find myself just swinging around uh, New York, just trying to beat beat records or get achievements or discover something, or discover a better way of swinging around, and then try to do all the the stunts. Kind of like um, it's not it's not like GTA Five level stunts, like when you go through oh, yeah. the middle yeah. of billboards or whatever. Oh, yeah, you, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll be able to see it. You'll be able to actually do it, like the ones that they showed in uh, the trailers uh, oh, last yeah. year. Yeah, I, I like I like those I like those animations where he passes through like the railings on water towers, like, <laughs> so right. like he passes through the girders or some so, uh-huh. or things like that. Like, I, I like the little furnishes like that. So, um, so yeah, I, I yeah, so it, it's funny when you you. I kind of like what you uh, what you mentioned before with with Batman. He just he just needs to shoot his grappling hook in the air, and whatever wherever it is, wherever he is, it's gonna connect somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Spider Man, if 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 he's in downtown with all the tall buildings, and you can basically swing anywhere. But when you pass through areas like Central Park, where there's oh, yeah. trees, <laughs> you, can, you can basically only swing. Based off of the height of the trees that's there, hmm. and if, oh, if yeah. you pass over, let's say a lake, and there's no trees that he can <laughs> shoot up to, you're you're gonna fall in the so yeah, well, stuff yeah. like that. Your little the little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and although I like the that, um, I think some of the things that Insomnia put in, like um, you can like web to a perch, and then when you mm-hmm. hit the and you, you press uh, launch yourself. X. Yeah, you can launch yourself off, and and that's how you gain speed. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things I liked. So, um, so yeah, it feels like like if if I'm gonna compare this to like the old Spider-Man Two game from Treyarch, this is definitely a better game than the old Spider-Man Two. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's not gonna supplant. The NeverSoft uh, game as my favorite uh, Spider-Man game. Yep. Yep. But yeah, yeah, I, I can I can see myself like just swinging around after I complete the mission. The I, I mean the main story. Because uh, a lot of the thing like there's there's the Assassin's Creed style towers that you unlock. <laughs> hmm. uh, but but 
at least compared to Assassin's Creed, it's like fairly easy to get everything because you know you're just you're Spider Man, so it's like this is nothing. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, just yeah. climb everywhere, just web everywhere. And, uh, yep, <laughs> activate that. <laughs> like, oh, let me go and check out that um, that really tall tower over there. And oh, yeah. what? Why, why is it? Why does this tower have a A on top of it? What does this yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although uh, one thing I don't I don't like. Like one of the things I don't like about how they uh, about the game is like you you have some optional missions that relates to Peter's job, mm-hmm. sort of, because mm, you're yep. trying you're trying to do science, but they sort of abstract the science stuff by doing this incredibly simple matching games and some like a pipe dream kind of game. Mm-hmm. It's like. Really, <laughs> really, really. Is it like it's it's this? This feels like you're just trying too hard. <laughs> it, it's it's not like it's like um, uh, it doesn't feel as in as natural as how they put in like detective puzzles in mm-hmm. uh, in Arkham. Mm-hmm. And, right, and that, and that was also really simple. <clears throat> like basically, just turn on detective mode and then look where you're supposed to look, and then oh, okay, you solved mm-hmm. you solved a puzzle, kind of. Mm-hmm. But but then it sort of but, like feels more integrated with the game. Mm-hmm. It still makes you feel like oh, I about it. I'm like a detective now. I'm doing all this. Yeah, Pero yeah. Your mini games of Spider Man is just eh. Okay, yeah. uh, I have to go through all this. And it's really easy to be honest. And yeah, you, yeah. you're just matching something or making sure the flow uh, goes to the right place, and yeah. with plus number something. So it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't feel like it, you don't. It doesn't make you feel like you're a, a genius scientist who built a Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And it's like, ah, oh, man, Arkham did so many things right. Mm. I, I, <laughs> I'm just man. <laughs> And this is just like, oh. <laughs> but but hey, uh, at least it's not bad. I, at least I don't think it's bad. Yeah, it's a it's a good it's a good game. But uh, can you play as Peter Parker on this one or no? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah, there's, there's there's three segments that you you will be Peter Parker. Yeah, and, and that's actually that's actually one of the thing good things about this one. Like you spend a good amount of time as Peter Parker. Oh okay, that's great. Which, which, hmm. Yeah, and and because that's also important to like the core of being Spider-Man, yep. like right. like the duality uh, between he, his life as right. Peter Parker and mm-hmm. how, basically how his life as Spider-Man interferes with his life as Peter Parker and vice versa. And vice versa. Yep. Life work hobby balance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 I like. Um, well, I think. I don't like a lot of the, like how the characters look, <laughs> to be honest. But but I like how. Uh, but so far, I like the writing. It's not like cringy writing. So so hopefully that keeps up until the end. Yeah. But it's also not. It's also not like great, or fantastic. But. But no, but I, I mean, you can still see that I don't know that, that they still um, allotted 
uh, a good amount of time to the writing hmm. and not I... just focus on uh, the swinging and the fight mechanics or yeah. just the gameplay. Yeah, it it doesn't. At least their dialogue doesn't feel as cheesy as right. you'd, you'd expect, hmm. which is good. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so I think I think I've got all that now. Now I think I want to play it. I think I want to play it. I'll play it tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Uh, you need some rest after the M game stuff. <laughs> So, yeah, that's, okay. that's heavy. Let's uh, end this here, the uh, Marvel stuff. So let's go straight to uh, Persona 5. Because there were two oh, yes. announcements. And uh, one of them was uh, P5 Royal. Uh, the Royal. The Royal. The Royal. Yeah. In, <laughs> and, in, Fran- mm-hmm. in French, it's uh, Persona 5 Le Royal. Royal. <laughs> in, and in American. <laughs> And in American, it's Persona 5, the Quarter Pounder. <laughs> quarter Pounder? <laughs> Did you say yeah. Quarter Pounder? <laughs> yeah. My because you know goodness. what they call the Quarter Pounder in France? <laughs> Royale. Royale. <laughs> Royale. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Les Papis Royale. <laughs> uh. Yeah, and uh, there was another one, uh, per- Persona 5S uh, Scramble, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Phantom Strikers. So uh, when they announced it, uh, is Persona 5 going to switch? Atlas just went like, mm, yes, in a way. <laughs> technically, yes. Yes <laughs> you and are no. Technically correct. <laughs> well, they were technically correct, which is the best kind of correct. Okay, uh, anyway, um, the Royale, or Quarter Pounder, uh, planned for release 2020, so that's still next year. Uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive. <laughs> I had to say that. Of course. An exclusive. <laughs> and it's an enhanced port of Persona 5, which was originally a PS3 title and somewhat ported to PS4. No, it's an actual port. So that that, uh, that description kind of confused me. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Well, technically, like Persona Five was a sort of like a cross-gen game. Yep. So it's like it released on the PS3 and the PS4 at the same time. So now it's just exclusively PS4. Yeah. Nowhere well, else. You could you could still. Well, you could still play the PS3 if uh, Persona 5 if you just have a PS3. But uh, the Royale specifically is like an expansion pack. I <laughs> mean, of, yeah, Persona sure, 5, why yeah. not? But <laughs> I, I mean, it's like... Um, the Golden of uh, Persona 4? Yeah, it's like yeah. Persona... Yeah, it's like Persona 4 has... Uh, Persona 3 has Persona 3, Persona 3 FES... Mm-hmm. And Persona 3 Portable. And it's like, that, that's why I'm still holding out hope that there's going to be a different, an additional version of Persona 5. Because <laughs> there were three of Persona 3. Mm. <laughs> but but anyway, that's a, that's a different thing. Uh, but on Persona 3, like Persona 3 Portable is supposed to be the definitive version of Persona 3. Because, mm. um, because it has the 
uh, female protagonist, right? Mm -hmm. And that means it's got a lot more social links and compared to the PS2 version, but the P Persona 3 FES, mm -hmm. FES has an additional dungeon. Ah. So, I uh, so some people prefer the Persona 3 FPS, and and some people also, you know, like the um, the like the whole navigation thing is different. Like Persona 3 Portable is plays more like a visual novel with a uh, crawling segment than uh, JRPG, and then. It is and then if you take like Persona Four and Persona Four Golden, I mean, I don't. Although Persona Four Golden is the the improved version, mm -hmm. I don't think you'll miss a lot of the story if you just Persona Four. Yeah, I think it's just just an extra character in um, the Golden. Yeah, oh yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. In like in the Royal, there's an additional Phantom Thief, right? Mm -hmm. That joins your party, I guess. Yeah, I love so... her, but where's her pants? <laughs> 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 but uh like persona 4 had an additional mm. and an additional like if you maxed up the social link of uh was this marie mm -hmm. marie is the additional character that was added for persona 4 golden oh. and if you max out her social link you that's one of the ways you could get access to her, uh an extra dungeon which, if you beat it, it unlocks the golden ending, which is like ah, okay, okay. You, you get the normal end, you get the bad ending, the normal ending, the good ending, and the golden ending. Ah, it's like a Chrono Trigger <laughs> DS. <laughs> well, yeah, but then you don't have New Game Plus, I think. Uh, no, wait, no, you do. Yeah. You do have New Game Plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Persona 4 is like too long to, to keep repeating. Yeah. It's like really long. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about Alan? But, Have you played Persona Five? Not to say that it's, oh, to say that it's not bad, but it's good. Really? Not really. <laughs> not really. I've, I've dabbled in it in the earlier earlier games, but not really my cup of tea. Like okay. I, which I know earlier like, games? Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Well, uh, PS Two. Pretty sure it was like PS Two. Hmm. Persona Three. Three or I four guess. was PS2, I think. Well, and, no, no, if four, it's a PS2, you're, you're probably you're on the PS2. You only have like two or uh, three, three FES and four. So it's probably one of those. Yep. Oh, but I've heard a lot of the things I've heard about Persona Five itself. Not not these two games. It's like they got high school life simulator. Yep. With JRPG mechanics. Oh yeah, that that was from Persona Three onwards. Oh, okay. So that's all. Yeah. Yes, that's like um. So it's not like Persona One. Like, if you trace the progression of the Persona subseries, because these are all like, uh, basically part of the Shin Megami Tensei, uh, series. Yep. So it's a mm -hmm. subseries under the Shin Megami Tensei. A uh, brand, mm -hmm. right. and Persona Two um, are actually more like standard dungeon crawlers, yep. basically, um, where you explore dungeons and you um, fight battles. But 
you also get to recruit the 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 enemies to your side. And the person that uh, specifically was like uh, uh, Pokemon. There were two versions, but I think only one was released in the U.S. Ah, uh, yeah, but they released the second one on PSP. Oh, PSP. Okay. Yeah. So. If you have a PSP, you can actually play both of them because the first Persona 2 is like a PS1 classic, and yeah. then you can play the Persona 2. The other, I forgot the subtitle of it, but <laughs> yeah. you can play the other one via its PSP version. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, so you get the whole story. <laughs> like, like it's not, it's not really like Pokemon playing the same game. It's mm-hmm. like a different. Uh, you're playing an alternate story ah, okay, kind okay. of like uh this this is one character the other one is another or something like that yeah 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 kind of like it okay okay yeah so persona 3 was the first one to introduce the 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 tokimeki memorial um <laughs> aspect the calendar aspect yeah like the calendar where where you have to um where you attend classes then after class you choose like which club do you want to attend and which activities do you want to do who do you want to hang out with and then who do you want to go out on a date with stuff like that and then you you have like a certain amount of time and then when the calendar hits a certain date like some events will happen mm-hmm. so in persona 3 that was um full moon. like something would happen uh, full moon or new moon well, mm-hmm. one of those so, so you basically had like one month uh, to do whatever you want, and then at the end of that one month, like something would happen to the story forward. Yeah. Okay. But you also need to, so you also need to remember to study for your exams and yeah. you know, <laughs> hang out with your buddies and go on dates. Yeah, go on dates. Build up those social links. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay, so um, they also announced Persona 5 Scramble. So the uh, trailer just uh, came out this week. Yeah, this week. And uh, when I saw the uh, Tecmo Koei logo, along with uh, uh, Omega, uh, what do you call this? Team Omega, is that it? Omega Force. Uh, Omega Force. Omega Force. I knew it was a Musou game. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't have a problem with it. I love Musou games. It's my life, man. <laughs> I got One Piece. <laughs> I've got uh, Berserk Musou. And um, yeah, Hokuto Musou. Hokuto Musou. Yeah, I played both Hokuto Musou's. I, I own all three One Piece Musou's. And uh, basically... Samurai Warriors, uh, which is Sengoku Musou, uh, Sangoku Musou, and Sengoku Basara. <laughs> Almost every Sengoku Basara I own that, although that is Capcom. <laughs> so it, it's not a uh, it's not a Tecmo Koei game. But the heck, it's a Musou game, so I love it. So yeah, uh, the thing here is... Um, uh, Nintendo fans, they were expecting a lot. It's like Spider-Man. <laughs> Their hype is kind of... They were overhyped. Yeah, so when it was announced, it's like, a, take your heart and put it up your ass. 
<laughs> well, well, to be to be fair, to be fair, mm-hmm. they didn't. The fans built that up themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like, um, it, it's like with with uh, with Spider-Man mm-hmm. on the PS4. I was reading reviews and everyone was like raving about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like oh, okay, this, so these people must have liked. So it's not like I based my my hype on my own theories of what it could be. <laughs> I well, but I I probably did. <laughs> I I probably did, but I also read some reviews prior to it. So I I I, I tried to keep it as open. As, as I as I could, mm-hmm. but whereas this one, all we had P five S and Joker coming out on Smash, yeah, and and that was enough to get people like, oh, that means Persona Five is coming to the Switch. Yeah, it's a price fall. Like, come on, man! Like, like you 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 literally built that theory based on two words, uh, or like on one word, like three characters. And one sent and one sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like three characters is just P, five S, mm-hmm. and what's Joker in Smash? <laughs> Joker <laughs> is coming to Smash. I mean, S could also mean Stadia. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh no! You're mentioning it again. <laughs> Although I'm curious, I'm curious what they'll do with. Stadia. With Scramble, with Persona Five Scramble, like yep. is it gonna be a retelling of Persona story, or is it gonna be like mm-hmm. uh, something after the f- story, like like what the Persona Four Dancing Games did? Yep, maybe. <laughs> You'll Man, never know. Can, can we can we just like can I just like mention like how crazy it is that Persona Four basically evolved into its own franchise? Yeah, it's like you got Persona Four and Persona Four Golden. And then you've got Persona for Ultimate or Persona for Arena in the US. Mm-hmm. Then you've got Persona then you got a sequel to that. Mm-hmm. Which is uh Persona for Ultimax or what was the, the I forgot the incredibly long Japanese name for that. And then you've got Persona for Dancing Game, which also spawned like the a Persona three and Persona Five dancing game. There's like that's just crazy. <laughs> I was like, uh, and 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 I thought Square was the master of making franchise out of one game. Okay, just had to check the uh, bathroom because uh, I may have left the uh, uh, sink open. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, is that all we have for Persona? Um, uh, nope. More persona is always good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I don't I don't see what the problem is with, but you know, more persona always mm. good. More persona is good, yeah. And uh, they haven't really revealed oh. anything on uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five yet, so and, the heck. <laughs> and persona and persona has the best soundtrack in any modern. Oh yeah, DRP. soundtrack the best. Yeah, fight me, fight me. It's the best in any modern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Although some of the if lyrics be- doesn't really make sense, but uh, it's catchy. <laughs> it's all in English, but it's all in English. <laughs> yep. K. 
Okay, uh, so the next topic is uh, probably going to be uh, your favorite topic, Sega. Uh, it's oh, regarding yeah. uh, Mega, Drive, uh, Mega Drive Mini. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's start with virtual racing first, uh, and then we go to that topic, because virtual racing is already out on the Japanese eShop. It's surprisingly 60 frames per second. Looks fantastic. And oh, yeah, yeah, eight players split screen on one <laughs> small switch. Yeah. So, yeah. Although, although, although since it's all flat shaded polygons, I don't think the eight player split screen is going to suffer too much. Yeah, it's just right, really, right. really small. <laughs> so <laughs> watching on that small screen, like, let's say uh, you're playing in the... Uh, let, let's use the uh, Nintendo Switch uh, commercial. They're playing on the roof <laughs> because of a party. <laughs> and then they're all looking at one small screen, <laughs> but they're eight players. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm seriously considering opening a Japanese account, uh, creating a Japanese account just to get retro racing. Yeah. And uh, usually um, Sega Ages uh, goes... Uh, to the uh, Japanese eShop first before it goes to the uh, American eShop. It usually takes about some like a three weeks or a month before it well, shows up there. But everything well, does show up. Well, it's it's got like there's there's like seven Sega Ages games on the mm. American eShop. And so, there are and there are times I do like the uh, the Japanese titles more than the U.S. titles because an uh, example is Lightning Force. Uh, I'd rather get Thunder Force Lightning. than Lightning Force. So yeah, Lightning uh, that that version of Lightning I think is British uh, British spelling. Lightning. So, light, lightning. Oh, lightning. 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 Yeah. Like. Oh <laughs> no! I'm done with. Buttered scones. I'm off to go to the grand piano now. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'd rather go with Thunder Force Four because it makes more sense. <laughs> Sounds better. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's all for virtual racing. I haven't bought it yet, no. but looks like I will eventually. I will. Uh, I'm waiting I for will my, eventually. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for my. Uh, Salary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got. I um. I I still remember getting getting virtual racing on the on the Mega Drive, mm -hmm. like from Toy Town. Mm -hmm. Toy Town, yeah. Yeah. I got I got the original one, like the big with the big ass cartridge. Oh. Like. Okay. Like, cause, cause it uses a special chip, right? Like. The oh wait, this is for Nintendo. Mega Drive. Uh, yeah, the Mega. The yeah, the Genesis, Mega. Genesis, yeah. Yeah, the SVP, the SVP chip, which wow. is like the super, super FX like chip. super FX, yeah, like the mm. like the super FX chip, mm. except only one game used it, <laughs> which yeah. is virtual. Race. They could have done Virtual Fighter as well, but uh, they put it on the 32x. Uh, but, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's on 32x, which yeah. is the 32x is basically like the SVP chip, yeah. like like a souped up SVP chip. So if Virtual Fighter looked like that on the 32x. Then I don't think it'll look <laughs> like <laughs> acceptable on the, on just the SVP chip. Okay. So so I'm okay with that. <laughs> so. <I> <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, 
Mega Drive Mini. Uh, so how it compares to other mini consoles? Because uh, I yep. think the people who really started the mini consoles was the plug-and-play guys that uh, uh, oh, yeah. do that that yep. small stuff, uh, the really yeah. cheap uh, stuff. Like, yep, yep. Yeah. Like, so who started those. Like I, I, I only uh, know at games. Yeah, at games their... really started. Uh, maybe, maybe well, at games, maybe Tiger. I don't remember if it was Tiger uh, that manufactured one of those. Yeah, probably one of those. But because um, at games did a lot of that, but they were all like really variable in quality. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And, and, and it's like um, it's like when it's only when like Nintendo did the S Classic. Yeah. That's when that's when it really took off. Yep. And that was like. This is how you do. And then there was all like, yeah, this is how you're supposed to do it. And like, oh, <laughs> and they just like, blew everyone away with that. Yeah, this is how we play on people's nostalgia. Because everyone who's been at that age who had a, a Nintendo will be the ones who really buy a pile of those. Yeah, and. Yeah, and and we and we we joke a lot about how yeah Nintendo is just playing off of nostalgia at this point, but if you but, like actually use it, mm-hmm. you know, like like the level of polish that they put into that NES Classic is like it a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's a whole other level compared to all the other plug and play. Like even just the menu, even just forget everything <laughs> else, even just the front end menu you use to right. select your games is like. Wow, this is this is really professional, professionally <laughs> done. It's not like it's not like the other plug and plays where it's like a text menu. It's like, uh, right. <laughs> like yeah. Well, like, I remember those. Is... I remember those plug and just plug and play games. It's basically a a console for those um, one hundred in one games that we yeah, used yeah. to have back then. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and the uh, the quality of their console, it really looks like a cheap-ass toy. So, uh, yeah, they're selling it in toy shops. So, Nintendo saw it in, like, uh, toys? You want toys? Hold my that's, beer. <laughs> that's what we specialize in. Oh, that, like, soldier, soldier console. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That awesome console. Soldier consoles with all them soldier games. Yeah, Smash Brothers on the Soldier Boy. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so, so I think with, yeah. yeah, I, I think aside from it's not just it's not just the nostalgia, right? The the quality that they put yeah. into into making that device is really something else. Like. Yep. They they even went and like the controllers themselves. They they re- replicated how it feels from uh, from an authenticity from, from, perspective, right? From the original. Hmm. Yeah. So so that's like uh, that. This is this is another example of like Nintendo basically showing everyone mm-hmm. how it's supposed to how, <laughs> how it's supposed, supposed to be. To be that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then Sony. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I, 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 I would. I, I don't want to kick anyone while they're down. This is Sony, and I like kicking Sony when they're down. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna dunk on them. Like, like ooh yeah, because I, because I actually have one right here. 
<laughs> so let it not be said that I'm saying this just out of spite or out of uh, blind fanboy uh, bias, but I actually bought it when it when it went down to like sixty dollars, and now you can get it like for like forty dollars and thirty dollars even if you look around, and I think thirty dollars is the right price. Because that's exactly how much effort Sony Sony put into <laughs> making this one. Not not even a not, it's not even a triple A game title kind of. Effort. I I mean I you you really have to question the choices that went into making this uh to making the PlayStation Classic when one of your games there is Rainbow Six for the PS One. <laughs> like. Who even thinks of Rainbow Six on the PS One? Like, for, for the PS One, right? yeah, it's like it's like when you look at the PS One. You know, you know what games I really, I really enjoyed on this one. You know, the first-person shooters, especially right. that Rainbow Six port. That Rainbow <laughs> Six port was really some. Hey, if we're just gonna do first-person shooter, I'll, I'll go with um, Call of Duty. Or Medal of Honor, the first Medal one. Medal of Honor. Oh, Med- oh Medal yeah, of sorry, it's yeah. Medal of Honor. Yeah. And I think yeah, it there's... was the Steven Spielberg as well. Uh, was yeah, it was or... DreamWorks Interactive mm-hmm. that uh, developed, well, produced the first uh, the Medal first of two Honor. Medal of Honors. Yeah, Medal of Honor and Medal of Honor under. But I think it required For... a uh, analog stick or not yet. I couldn't remember. The first, no, it. It didn't require an uh, dual shock, but, uh-huh. but you could. But it would play much better with a dual shock because uh-huh. that I, I think Medal of Honor was the first um, console game to basically do the dual analog first-person shooter mm-hmm. control scheme that the we're movement, seeing. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that we're seeing all throughout now. It's like it started like because not even the N64 games like. Uh, did that like mm-hmm. the only one I can think of was Turok one on the N64 where you use the <laughs> C buttons to move around and your analog stick is the mouse look basically. Yep. But yeah, but Medal of Honor on the PS1 was a, to implement the dual shock, dual analog layout that we all know and love now. Mm. Yep. Why and, didn't and, they yeah, choose and, that? But they put Rainbow Six on the PS5. <laughs> of all the games and, they could choose. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like, like, I mean, I don't even mind getting non-DualShock games, uh, controllers. Because <clears throat> if you buy the PS Classic, it comes with two non-DualShock controllers. Right. And, and I don't really mind that because, I mean, it's a classic it's a retro console, so I mean, if if you, I mean, I like I like the idea that okay, this is exactly how it looks like when you when you first bought a PS One in 1995. There were there was no dual analog back then, so I, I'm not too distressed about having uh, just digital controls. Mm-hmm. But the game selection is really bad. <laughs> from like, all the games they could choose from, there's a ton of them. <laughs> I mean, um, basically, I I bought it because it's the easiest way for me to to play Tekken three. Because <laughs> <laughs> that that's literally the only thing I was interested in. Because mm-hmm. everything else there, I could get 
uh, well, almost everything else there I could get on the on the PS3 or PS Vita as a mm-hmm. PS1 classic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, which plays it, way better? <laughs> yeah, it, it plays way better. Yeah, like, right. like uh, let's see here. Uh, so I'm looking at the. <laughs> I'm looking at the game list now. Inline, I, I don't. I haven't even heard of a couple of its games before. What the hell? School Borders or Intelligent Q? <laughs> no, no, but funnily enough, I know about those games, Intelligent Q and School <laughs> Borders too. I think so. Of all the game, uh, so ironically, I know about or have heard about all these games, <laughs> like. Yeah, cool I mean, borders. For... He can use Leon Kennedy <laughs> as a character. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the the funny thing here is like they have like um, jumping flash, hmm. but they don't have jumping flash too. It's weird. You, you know the problem they... with uh, Sony uh, doing these classic consoles because Sony never really made an. I mean. Uh, they do have exclusives. They have ones from their studios, but majority of the best games they have is third party. So third party yeah, exactly. problems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. usually exactly. start with licenses as well. So I yeah. think that's one of the biggest problems here was the licensing, and it's all over the place. So I, I think that limited well, their selection of the games. <laughs> well, the problem is even with the Sony exclusives, the the choice was questionable. Like. They have Destruction Derby, which is a Sony product, mm-hmm. but they don't have Destruction Derby, which is the superior sequel. Mm. It's like they have Cool Borders two, but not Cool Borders three. Mm-hmm. And why? 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 <laughs> why? <laughs> and that that makes no sense. Like they have Twisted Metal, but not Twisted Metal two, which is like, and they have Siphon Filter, but not Siphon Filter two or three. Yeah, they they don't put the best versions of the game. Like uh, when you're going to make this stuff, at least put your best foot forward because people yeah, want to remember I, the games that they remember best. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. like if you put in just like the original ones, then okay, maybe I can understand that you want the original ones because they're like you're you're you want the, 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 the nostalgia the, feel of it. Yep. Yeah, and and you you want to see where these series started right mm-hmm. but then why do you have cool borders and not cool borders one and why do you have uh r4 and not first ridge racer although i like r4 <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm not okay. complaining about r4 yeah. except for the fact that it's the pal version <laughs> oh okay even that was affected by the pal version conversion oh yeah uh, why and it's <laughs> like Tekken Three is also the PAL version, so so it's like if you're if you're used to if you're used to the 60 hertz version, like the NTSC version of Tekken Three, and you start playing Tekken Three on the on the PS Classic, you're in for a surprise. It's like playing a 486 game on a 386. Yeah, and it's like okay, you put in Tekken Three. There okay, but why? Do, so why do you need Toshin then in there? You already have Tekken, right? Yeah, Toshin then. <laughs> why Toshin? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but even Toshin then I can excuse hmm. when 
because you know any anything would be better than that would that would make a more sensible choice than Rainbow Six. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I, I'd rather they put Toshinden Subaru there because that was the superior <laughs> version of Toshinden. When jumping, well, they put the instructions in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I mean, trap gunner. Put trap gunner there or something. Or... I mean, if if they're gonna put another fighting game aside from Tekken, why not Tobal? Yeah, Tobal. Although Tobal or... is um, square. Although they did get yeah. Final Fantasy. Uh, I think they don't yeah, want to so... spend more on license. Yeah. So me... <laughs> yeah. So maybe. So maybe like the licensing there is because of Akira Toriyama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But wh- what about Bloody Roar? Yeah, Bloody Roar is good. Well, Bloody Roar would have been a better choice. <laughs> or 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 even Guilty Gear One, like Guilty Gear One. Like you don't have any two D representation, two D fighter representation here. Yeah, the Guilty Gear was awesome. Like, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't even, uh, I don't even know how they came up with the selection here, and it's just twenty uh-huh. games. They had the Sony. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> they put games in there and they take. <laughs> it's like okay, let's let let's choose the most iconic game. So we got Final Fantasy VII, yep. Metal Gear Solid, yep. And then uh, Tekken Three and R Four, yep. What else? Uh, <laughs> let's go to the hat. Uh-huh. <laughs> Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, let's like, put are that. Are you sure the hat said so? <laughs> the hat has spoken. <laughs> the hat. What's the this, uh, has... Hogwarts? <laughs> the hat has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> you have been sorted. And it's the PAL version. <laughs> and, 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 and it's like not, nothing against like Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Because I, I love Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. But <laughs> it, it's incredibly strange to have Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo on this and not Street Fighter Alpha 3 or even Street Fighter DS. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> The Street Fighter representation you have is a puzzle game and not the actual fighting game. It's like, <sighs> <laughs> well, maybe they thought oh, we already have uh, two fighting games in here. Well, we only have two fighting games in here. Let's just put Street Fighter, but use a just use a puzzle fighter version. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, then just get rid of Toshinden or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so they could have thought uh, of uh, thought weird. it up more, uh, like spent more yeah. time, but they really had to release it before Christmas, I think. So, yeah. yeah, and, and even the even the emulator they used isn't like, the best emulator that they could have gotten. Uh, which is why, uh, going to the uh, main topic now, which is the uh, Sega uh, Mega Drive Mini. Uh, which was announced that was originally going to be uh, for at games, and the people went, "What? No, 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 no! Yeah. Joke only. <laughs> We're going to make oh, yeah. it." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I like so that one. So I, I found that funny because, um, like, people now might say, that, "Oh, it's because they saw the bad, uh, the bad performance of the PlayStation Classic and decided to go back to drawing board." But actually. The the feedback against at games like came right right after it was announced mm-hmm. <laughs> when they were making it, and that was like last like about a year before the PlayStation Classic was announced mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, so it was like 
way before and then they said okay we're not we're getting at games out we're doing it ourselves <laughs> and and at first i was like okay um that's i'm cautiously optimistic about that mm-hmm. and then they said m2 would be doing the emulation and i'm like heck yeah <laughs> m2 like because yeah, m2 did all the ages the, uh... and the 3d classics and i'm like yeah m2 and then and then they and then they said Yuzu Koshiro is going to do the Menu. front <laughs> Menu. end music. It's like hey, take my money, take my money now. <laughs> this is one of the instances that they're actually uh, really uh, polishing it to the uh, uh, to the core because uh, and they're yeah. announcing the games and so far the games that they've announced, I think there's going to be forty, forty of them. Yep. 40 games and uh, it's like mm-hmm. wow 40 games like and it, and it, and the great thing about that right is mm-hmm. that Sega was Sega really had a strong library for the Mega Drive yeah and the half of what they announced is already worth the price uh, oh yeah yeah so uh, it, I'm already it, in for like, it <laughs> the, the first 10 the first 10 when they announced the first 10 mm-hmm. which was different from uh, Japan from Japanese. Japan and from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's like even if they just announced those ten, I was like sold. <laughs> like yeah, so I'll buy it twice. Like I'll I'll buy I'll buy the Japanese version and the US version um, separately if if you only announce these ten games for it, and I'm good. But then they announced, but then but then you yeah thirty other games that. They had to announce, and basically, yeah. I think now they've announced half, and I think it's pretty much a, like eighty percent the same between Japan and the rest of the world. Yeah, the, the twenty games that they announced, everything else is like an extra already. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm oh yeah, good. and I and I'm and I'm surprised that they got the actual like games that everybody remembers. Like they like they got. They got the Mickey Mouse games for the Mega Drive, which is wow. <laughs> like, like Castle Evolution, <laughs> Castle Evolution, and World Evolution. Like th- those were the games that I remembered like, <laughs> being really envious of of uh, of Sega owners because those those look really nice. I'd be surprised if Michael Jackson's Moonwalker is in this one. <laughs> oh no I think that's uh, that's an that's... intense license <laughs> yeah but although like, that like, that for... was one of the games that uh, I really loved from um, from that uh, console generation yeah that's oh, why yeah. Uh, I'll be surprised if it's here because that, that <laughs> means that they're really putting a lot of heart in making this uh, mini uh, oh, yeah. console right yeah so uh, like I can understand if they couldn't get it, but if they if they did pull it off, it's like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll buy it three times. I'll buy this three times, Sega. Just, just to show support. Yeah, <laughs> it's like like, uh, what else? Like like uh-huh. Toe Jam and Earl. I didn't expect that they would put Toe Jam and Earl in there because I mm-hmm. don't think Sega has the license anymore. But it's in there, <laughs> and like um. Uh, what else? Mm-hmm. Like Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim was also recently oh, yeah, announced. Yeah, Earthworm like... Jim. 
My like holy crap, <laughs> <laughs> holy crap! That's... And I think the Genesis version was the best version. If I um, it, it, yeah, it it play. Um, so I played both the Super Nintendo and the Sega version, mm-hmm. and technically the the Sega CD version would be the best. Oh yeah, yeah, Sega one, CD. Okay. I guess, but the, the but the Mega Drive slash Genesis version is also good because it includes one additional stage that it, that doesn't exist on the Super Nintendo version, mm. and. And the music is also kind of, and it plays uh, smoother on mm. the Mega Drive. I think the music goes to the Super Nintendo on that one. <laughs> um, normally I would, but not in this case. Ah, it's okay. like the the quality of the music on the Mega Drive is really good, mm-hmm. but it it's not like I'd say it's superior to the Super Nintendo, but. It's more like the instrumentation feels natural on the on on the Yamaha chip on the ah. Mega Drive, and and they changed on the Super Nintendo they changed uh, track like where where you hear a certain track. Mm-hmm. So so this is this is just like 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 a nerdy this is just a nerdy thing, right? So on the Super Nintendo, when you get to the third stage, which is down the tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, the background music there is the same as the first stage, which is New Junk City. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, okay, okay. They, but they on the Mega Drive, music. yeah, but on Mega Drive, the Down the Tubes background is the same as Level 5, mm. which, I, which I think fits better with how it plays. Uh-huh. And, that, and, and I like also because I just, I just like that music better than the New Junk City version. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's just but yeah that that but that matters a lot for for me. It's like in hindsight, the Mega Drive version was the superior one. And it also has Comic Zone, which is a great game. And, yeah, it's uh, nice. It's got a Filipino artist on it. <laughs> and yeah, Philippines represent. <laughs> And you got Sonic One and Sonic Two, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to put Sonic Three in there because of the music, mm-hmm. but hopefully we get Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles in there. But even with just Sonic One and Two, I'm good with that. Like, <laughs> and then you've got Shining Force. Mm-hmm. Although, it, yeah, I'm not sure if they'll mm-hmm. also put in Shining in the Darkness, which is the precursor to Shining Force. It would be good, but we already got Shining Force here, so good enough. Yeah, that's nice. Don't they have Alter Beast, of course, yeah. and Space yep. Harrier? Oh, Space yep. Harrier. Space Harrier. So, yeah. So I think the selection is a good mix of the mm-hmm. old, of the classic ones and the newer ones. So it's like it's more. It spans a large. Um, it spans a large breadth of the of the library of the Mega Drive, which is nice because I, I think one of the one of the oh, nice things about the um, one of the nice things about the um, the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic was that you got a good mix of games like from the earlier life of the console and the and 
on the later releases. Mm. And oh yeah, so they you, also have Castlevania here. Oh yeah, yeah, well, Bloodlines, Bloodline. which mm. was long, <laughs> long requested. <laughs> My goodness, it's already so, so worth like, it. Yeah, yeah. So I and 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 it's like we're not even done. They're not even done. Like <laughs> like announcing the the rest. <laughs> oh, and and they also have like contra hardcore in there. Yep. We... My goodness, Streets of Rage two. So I think the only thing that I don't like of the Mega Drive Mini is that uh, Japanese release comes with the six button controllers, but the oh. US and Europe get the three button controllers, <laughs> which is like it's it's not it's like it's not a deal breaker for me because mm-hmm. uh, from of all the games they've mentioned here. Um, all of them like play just fine with the three button. Unless they announce Street Fighter the Champion Edition part there, so yeah, I'm, I don't think they. <laughs> like like of all these games, I think Comic Zone is the only one that really benefits from the six button controllers. Yeah, and though what, uh, what the heck, uh, Eternal Champions? I think they're, they'll announce that. I think it will use the uh, six buttons. I uh, yeah yeah so eternal uh, champions. But let's just say they don't announce that. Just in the <laughs> Japanese version. <laughs> yeah, but but if you but if you if we take like all these twenty games that they've announced right now, mm-hmm. like I would buy it. Yeah. Like even like how much is it? Sixty dollars. Yeah. Fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's sixty. Yeah, they're, like, they're yeah. Uh, going with the uh, same price as the uh, Nintendo one. So, mm-hmm. which is yeah, awesome. I I I, I think they announced it. Yeah, but I mean, for the sixty dollars for this compared to the sixty dollars that I paid for the PS Classic, like <laughs> <laughs> no contest. <laughs> okay, because uh, basically you're not done kicking the horse down. Because the next <laughs> part oh, yeah. of our conversation will still be kicking So kick it more while it's down. Kick it more. So, uh, anything else on the Mega Drive? Nope, can't wait for it. <laughs> okay. I want it. I want it now. Give me I my want it now. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> Take my, my money, money now. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money now Take and my... give me the um, the system now. They gave you a piece of plastic. <laughs> that, that's our system <laughs> oh, as of now. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I'll buy it again. <laughs> I'll take another one. Okay. So, uh, last topic is actually uh, Sony games. Um, overrated Sony games, to be exact. I can't contribute oh, yeah. to this one because, uh, first of all, I don't own a 4, a PS4. I own PS3, but not 4, so I can't really get into the hype. So, uh, <laughs> other than that, I'll be passing it again to Powell because he's got a oh, lot yeah. of stuff to say about this. So, uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, <laughs> kick the horse as part of the crowd. <laughs> but uh, yeah. other than that, yeah, pal, take it away. <laughs> yeah, so 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 I, I think I'll preface this uh, this section by uh, recounting a story that I heard or read about when the original Xbox team was trying to uh, get support for the. 
for the Xbox first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the the, first, the original Xbox. I don't know what to call it now because you got the Xbox One. So I just call it Xbox first. <laughs> Xbox the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when they were in Japan, they were trying to get uh, uh, Japanese developers on board with the Xbox first. So one of the things they, one of the studios they visited was, hmm? oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> is that is that advertisement? Are we are we sponsored now? <laughs> <laughs> I hope we uh, so, were. <laughs> then I'll get money. So, <laughs> me money. Me money. So. <laughs> So the the story there is that um, so Shinji Mikami from Capcom at that time he he was the producer on the Resident Evil series and he he was very vocal in his disappointment of the of the PS2 hardware uh, as a whole so um, the, that's the reason why he made Code Veronica on the Dreamcast because he was really dissatisfied with uh, how with how the PlayStation 2 um, basically ended up ended up so they were looking to get like to look to look at other platforms for some of their games uh especially resident evil 4 mm-hmm. and so they met with the microsoft executives at uh in japan and they were and of course the microsoft executives were all american right and they were so they were t- trying to talk through a translator mm-hmm. and it was clear that like um, that Mikami was very was getting very frustrated with how they were how the meeting how the discussions were going on mm-hmm. because um, Mikami was basically trying to figure out like what is their vision for the platform but but because they were trying to discuss it through a translator so you know things get lost in the translation so uh, it got to a point that Mikami just basically walked out of the walked out of the meeting, mm-hmm. and and the Xbox team was like very disappointed. And then, and then they were trying to like discuss like do a postmortem like about what happened. So they were discussing with their translator, and they figured out that uh, Mikami was asking about what their uh, what basically their mission was. For them, mm-hmm. for the platform mm-hmm. as a whole, and and like what their approach to game development was. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo, um, as we all know, it looks at uh, says that games are toys. Mm-hmm. That that basically games are something that you can have fun with. Like everyone of, like everyone of all ages should uh, be able to pick this up and like um, have fun with it. Understand how it plays. And that and that's how they that's their approach to making games. Mm-hmm. Now Sony on now Sony is like more on games are entertainment, mm-hmm. which is like they they are supposed to be something like movies that they can tell stories and and sort of like um, be more uh, like expand more in terms of maturity in in the topics that they deal with and they were trying to figure out like what microsoft was um 
what what Microsoft was trying to represent with the Xbox. And so the the sort of like the lead architect on the Xbox was saying, oh, that's easy. Like for Microsoft, it's like games are art. Mm-hmm. Like the the console is a canvas that the developers use in order to like um, fulfill their vision mm-hmm. of what a game should be. And the translator was like, oh, that's actually a good answer. I thought, I wish we had said that before. <laughs> 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 but it was too late then, and because of that meeting, Resident Evil Four came out on the GameCube. So, so thank Microsoft for getting Resident Evil Four on the GameCube. So that that so the, I think to some extent that um, that statement the the story there is still holds true mm-hmm. in that. How Nintendo, how Sony, and how Microsoft approach game development and their own games is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo still does the games are toys kind of uh, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Microsoft still does that um, games are art, but mm-hmm. more more of a like they want to make things easier for the developers. So mm-hmm. they're very developer centric, especially if you're. If you're coming from a Visual Studio kind of um, background, mm-hmm. you, you'll know that Microsoft makes really good developer tools. Mm-hmm. And then you come to Sony, who's like, oh, games are entertainment. They can tell like really mature stories, and they're and they're um, and they can be like movies mm-hmm. in in the sense that uh, they'll be main, accepted by the mainstream. So my problem here is that games are not movies. So, if you're, uh, if Sony wants me to, to take movies, to take game stories as seriously as I take movie stories, then the games will always lose out to movies, in mm-hmm. terms of storytelling. Yep. Simply by nature of the medium. So that's that's why I, that sort of I think colors my bias, and it's why I think a lot of Sony games are overrated. And so it kind of frustrates me to uh, to hear about this really awesome, these really awesome. Uh, oh, Sony has all the exclusives. Oh, Sony's got all the exclusives. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but all their exclusives don't like um, appeal to me. So, <laughs> so it's like, uh, what's the point? Um, but yeah, I, I think well, I think I mentioned that I wanted to talk about one game in particular, and um, I think we'll start with Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I like doing is comparing Horizon Zero Dawn with Recore. Mm-hmm. Because because one game is about the... Uh, be, well, both games are basically about uh, player main characters who are uh, who happen to be women exploring a wasteland mm-hmm. fighting robots mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically uh working through their uh, basically trying to live up to their surrogate to, to their father figures um hope, like dreams for their for the future <laughs> and and it really strikes. It really is funny to me that, uh, like, how similar they are mm-hmm. in terms of the tone, 
of the game. But I honestly preferred Recore a lot more to Horizon Zero Dawn. For, for, and maybe because it's, maybe because it's not a Sony exclusive. I don't know. Maybe that's just my bias. But, <laughs> but I, I like to compare it to, um, to how the game, to basically how you how the games themselves look. Mm-hmm. If you look at Horizon Zero Dawn, it's it's a really beautiful game. So obviously you haven't played it, Vince. But have you yep. played it, Alan? Uh, no, uh, I, I mean I, I again watched because I only recently got a PS4. I, yeah. I did watch uh, gameplay or, or sorry, playthroughs of Horizon Zero Dawn. It, it is a very beautiful game. So, yeah, um, like, and how they all render the the environment and especially those. Uh, I, I what, the, the zoids in there yeah, the zoids. are, are yeah, the zoids. very pretty, are very well, really well well done. Yeah, yeah, and I won't like, like I won't uh, argue with that. It's like it, it, even if you see it at, on videos like on YouTube, mm-hmm. like of let's plays and and video walkthroughs, that's like nothing compared to like when you the feeling of you, when you actually play it yourself. It's oh, yeah. a very beautiful game. It's a, it's a, it's an absolutely well crafted game. the The problem is that <laughs> it's like looking at a it's like looking at a beautiful painting at a museum. Like, it's really beautiful, but you can't really touch it. You can't interact with it. You just gaze at it longingly and admire its beauty. And 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 the re- and you you you'll see this early on because you know how you know how gamers like doing a lot of crazy stuff when when it's an, a sort of like an open world no, open kind world. of game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Horizon isn't really open world in the same sense that Breath of the Wild is open world, mm-hmm. um, because or even Recore, mm-hmm. uh, because it's the environment. It's still narrative driven, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's narrative driven. It. It it's a lot closer to let's say Rise of the Tomb Raider or Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's like you have a bunch of open areas that mm-hmm. interconnect to each other, and they're bas- and you're basically f- like you've got this open area that funnels into a tunnel that leads into the next open area. Right. Yeah. So it's not like a completely open world like um, like if I want to go to the end to the end area. There's only one to... route, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's only one route that you can really take. And and if you um like you you'll see like the grass. The grass is really rendered well. <laughs> it animates in the wind beautifully. Right. But you try to walk up to it, you don't actually affect the grass. Right. It's like, it still animates in the wind despite yeah, you being there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like like for some people that that's something they don't notice but for me that that kind of destroys the illusion somewhat because it mm-hmm. means you're not interacting with it in a meaningful way right and then and compare this to like breath of the wild which has uh, primitive graphics compared to horizon yep. but then you can set fire to the grass <laughs> you can 
you can, can you can glide set up fire then, up and then fan yeah you can fan you can fan the flames and then the fire spreads out all throughout the other grassy areas and and you can push grass aside when you walk through it it's like that that affects like your your like how i perceive the interaction between the my character and the world mm-hmm. and then even compared to like um Recore, Recore is compared to Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a very bland world because it's full of sand. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. but then your character Joel, um, she leaves footprints. When you dash, she leaves a trail of sand behind. And it's like even just that simple, just a simple thing like that. That that makes me feel more connected to the world than than Horizon Zero Dawn does. <laughs> And 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 even even like you don't really cause any ripples in the water, you. And I think that one of the worst things about Horizon Zero Dawn is that um, you you you're in this like wide open area, right? So you kind of expect that you can climb, climb up around things because because uh-huh. you can you can actually traverse by climbing certain things, but that's a problem. You can only climb certain things. It's like. If the game doesn't expect you to climb on this one, like on this rock, there no amount it's of not gonna let you. yeah, no amount of jumping on that rock will allow you to. <laughs> it's not uh, Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, it's not like like if you're used to Breath of the Wild, where you can climb <clears throat> anywhere. Uh huh. Like you're in you're, It's like uh, it's like your brain sort of can't process how Horizon Zero Dawn works because you're suddenly very limited. <laughs> and it's like, so so it's like so it's suddenly become like the, the world is incredibly the world is open but it's really flat it's it's basically right. two dimensional because mm-hmm. you you lose a lot of the verticality of an traditional open world mm-hmm. you can't climb up on trees you can't um you can't duck into caves so you you start to notice that ev- that. It's basically one flat map. Like there are some areas where you can throw your grappling hook kind of thing, but that's only in very specific areas. And usually, when you throw your grapple hook up, it's like a small room where you can unlock something. Whereas compared to, uh, yeah, sorry, you were saying. Sorry, going. uh, Sorry, um, I was just saying. I guess it, it. it, it follows um, Sony's vision of what a uh, uh, video game is, like as entertainment. Yeah. It, it's yeah, it's yeah. an open world. They give you an open world game, but they want you to experience that open world the way they want you to. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like, so so you have an open world. It funnels you through it. Uh, look at this really nice rendered grass. Don't touch it. Just look at it. Yeah, exactly. So, like I said, it's like going to the museum. Like, ooh, <laughs> look at that. This is really beautiful grass. <laughs> this is a beautiful tree. Look at these beautiful leaves, but you can't really do anything to them. Just look at them. It's like uh, asking, hey, you played Horizon Zero Dawn. How is it? It's a beautiful game. How's the gameplay? It's a it's beautiful, a beautiful game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, it, and it's like, um, and compare this to Recore. Recore. In Recore, you can't um, 
you can basically climb everywhere in the sense that you can you can almost practically break the game by doing things that you don't feel are the game should allow you to. Mm-hmm. It's like I I once climbed up yeah I once climbed up a mountain just by jumping and pushing forward so I can <laughs> you know jump jump up and push forward and then you slowly slide down the mountain and then you jump up and push forward and then you slowly slide down it's like it's like I don't think the game expects me to do this but then it's still I it's still I guess kind of allows you to mm-hmm. and and it's like wow that that's that's like something that I expect out of a game not out of uh, so and it's not and, and and it's um it's different from what I'd expect out of a movie mm-hmm. and it's like so that ties very much into so um Rikor is set on a wasteland planet it's full of sand which is kind of which is kind of fitting because it feels more like a sandbox than uh than horizon zero dawn mm-hmm. which, which is a basically a museum tour <laughs> and then and then we've got the the um uh, the zoids themselves like <laughs> the zoids. you basically yeah you basically take all the zoids down the same way you target their weak points and you fire and the AI for the Zoids does one of two things it runs away or it charges at you it gets mad yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's it that like all the encounters you face whether they're the whether they're the saber to tiger looking Zoids or the deer looking Zoids or the like there I think there was a cat looking Zoid all of them do the same thing when you, they either charge directly at you or they run away from you. At least so there's like... two. <laughs> two interactions. <laughs> it's better than one. <laughs> like imagine so, if they all just charge at you. Oh no! Yeah, and, and then you're dead. Like <laughs> if if two of them charge at you, you're pretty much dead. And then, uh, like your your weapons are basically your bow. And your bow, and like you can set traps, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you can set some traps. But then, uh, yeah, you can. That that's sort of like the extent that you, that you can do. Like, you you you, like you plan. You try to plan for okay. This zoid here is patrolling this area, so maybe I'll just do this. Like I'll pla- I'll place this trap here. And then, then what happens? You place a trap, the Zoid gets caught in the trap, and then it sees you and it charges at you. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like, it, it's not. It's not. Considering there's a lot of variety in the looks of the Zoids, mm-hmm. you pretty much approach each fight the same way. I think. It sounds like Monster Hunter to me. <laughs> kind of, kind of, but. But, but at least in Monster Hunter, each uh, each monster like does something different, mm-hmm. right? Like some monsters fly, some monsters monsters mm-hmm. roll on the mud, and yeah, you have to take down their the armor first. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Here is like avoid and shoot them in their weak spot. 
it, for massive damage. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sony likes their massive damage. <laughs> and and one of the funny things I I found here is that the like you you get a device early on that's basically like a, a solid eye or a detective mode kind of thing, mm-hmm. and you can view the patterns like you you can see the the patrol patterns of uh, the uh-huh. zoids, right? Mm-hmm. So you can see where the zoids patrol and everything. And I'm like, yeah, okay. The explanation there is because it allows you to like um, scan the AI of the, AI the, of the, of the zoids. Yep. Yeah. So you scan the AI of the zoids, and then it shows you like how they're programmed to patrol the area, right? Mm-hmm. The the funny thing I found there was that. There are like bandit encampments there because, of course, there are bandit encampments there. You you use you use the detective mode and you can see the patterns, the the patrol. Uh, the you can see patterns. the patrol patterns of of human of the human bandits, and I'm like, <laughs> why? why, 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 why can you see them? Like, I, like, I can understand. I can understand from a gameplay perspective, but from a if from a consistency with the world perspective, it's like <laughs> that doesn't make sense. It's like you you made you made a big deal out of saying that okay, this one connects to the AI of the machines. That's why you can see where they go. But these are not machines. These are like people, and then you can see where they want to walk. And then and are all people like programmed like that? So are they actually humans? I don't know. So so it's like. Yeah, so Sony, if you want me to take your story-based game seriously, you gotta take them seriously yourself. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> it's like uh, one one of the major plot points as well in Horizon Zero Dawn is um, like society has de-evolved basically to the point where we're all tribal, where all humans are tribal. Mm-hmm. Uh, are basically separate in, separated into tribes, mm-hmm. and they've set up like communities and their own specific religions. And fairly early on in the game, um, where Aloy, mm-hmm. the character, the main character you play as, discovers something about her identity mm-hmm. that basically um, upends the entire religion that her tribe follows. So, it basically shows that the entire religion, that that the faith that her tribe believes in, is false. So, like, completely demolishes like the foundation of their of their tribal religion. And when she discovers that, she tells that to one of the elders who she trusts. Mm-hmm. And the elder is like, "Oh, is that true? Well, then you better find out what this means." It's like. Like what? <laughs> You're not even. But, con- are you not even concerned? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, dude, like uh, he wasn't even excommunicated into well, the tribe. No, the, 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 no, it was a, it was an elder woman. So it's like, madam, she just upended your entire belief system, and you're like, oh, that's cool. It's like, <laughs> what? 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 And here's as far as the story goes, uh, for for me, it would have been better if, let's say, she uh, Aloy found out uh, about her her 
ancestors, um, yeah. or, or someone who was related back then, who still were, I, I think, if I remember, who still wore an actual lab coat mm-hmm. uh, when she yeah. sees the, the recording. Mm-hmm. And then she goes to, when, when she went to the elder and she explains what she saw, I, I would have believed it more if she, she got excommunicated or they, they went at her because yeah, yeah. Uh, they called blasphemy. And, mm. yeah, and then exactly. her, yeah, at that, that point, her more, entire uh, story mm. is uh, right. moving right. towards her trying to prove what she yeah, saw yeah. to everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, although... Although, yeah, that's uh, that's a cliche kind of uh, story, but it's how you would expect people to logically react to mm-hmm. something like this. Right. And it's like, this elder is just like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that, that's cool. Oh, now you get to go on a jolly old adventure. Yay. Where are you? It's like, what? Uh, maybe it's like, uh, oh, that, oh, a simple nice. way oh, of kicking keep... her out. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, that's... but... It's like a parent now who's not um, who's not paying attention to their kids. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, go keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> mom, mom, I killed the cat. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah, that's good. Don't don't get into too much trouble now. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, it it reminds me of the ending of Uncharted too. And I, I'm going to spoil the ending of Uncharted because nobody should really care about Uncharted the story, <laughs> uh, about Uncharted storyline anyway. Right. But, the, but the ending of, but the boss fight with, uh, what's his name? I, I forgot the name of the bad guy in Uncharted 2. But basically, you've murdered a billion of his henchmen. Mm-hmm. And then you beat him. And then Nathan Drake is like, points a gun at him and is like, ah. Now kill me. So the the villain's like, yeah. Now kill me. Uh, <laughs> and Nathan Drake just tosses away his gun, like, no, I'm not like you. I'm not a murderer. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Right after you killed the billion of my henchmen, yeah. Now you say you're not a murderer. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, really, really. <laughs> It's like I didn't kill henchmen. They don't have any names. <laughs> <laughs> They're unnamed NPCs. They don't. Is, is this is this like is this like uh, like the slime the, the world of reincarnated as a slime? <laughs> right. If you don't have a name, you're nothing. You're, you're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't count. I have no, yeah. I haven't killed anyone because anyone <laughs> who's anyone has a name. <laughs> Oh, and then like, like several times in the over the Uncharted series, like people like keep pointing, like have Nathan Drake at gunpoint, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 slow down!" It's like, dude, you just took three bullets to the face and you walked it off, and you're like, this guy points one gun at you, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa slow down." <laughs> Oh, th- this is the point where my plot armor is at its weakest. <laughs> Please don't shoot they, me. Yeah, they disabled my plot armor because it's a cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> they should make a a spoof of that one. <laughs> uh, it, it's like it's like epic NPC man, but for <laughs> but for FPS. <yes. laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, it's like so. Yeah, um, that's that's my problem with uh, a lot of Sony games. Like, <clears throat> yeah, oh, that's fine. That's fine. You you want to push narrative in games? That's that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly reasonable. But you know, if you want to take it, <laughs> if you want me to take it seriously, then you should take it seriously yourself. Yeah, they took it seriously a lot, especially with the Gran Turismo. <laughs> Very seriously. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gran Turismo. How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> like, Gran Turismo was one of my favorite, like, one of my favorite PlayStation franchises. Even though it's more like a car encyclopedia mm-hmm. than an uh, actual yep. racing game. Th- that's actually how I treat Gran Turismo now. I-, I don't really play it. I just love the cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but then, like, Gran Turismo Sport became, like, an e-sport kind like, of thing. Like, yeah. But is, it, is, it, is this the one that uh, lets you earn an, an actual racing license? Oh, like yeah. Like a real-life uh, racing license? Yep. Is that... yep, yep. This is the one. I, uh, I, I still Turismo. don't get that, though. Well, that that's actually more... That's actually more of a statement on how close to being realistic Gran Turismo is. Because um, I'm not I'm not an expert on like on how it plays as a simulator because I've never played Gran Turismo with a steering wheel. With a steering wheel, uh-huh. yeah, I've only played it as, with a controller. But um, I think starting four, it starting four was when it started becoming a lot harder to play with just a controller because mm-hmm. it's, it felt a lot more tuned towards using a steering wheel. Right. And I think that was also the time when I, uh, I kind of getting <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I, yeah yeah but but it's like um but I think after four was also when Forza Motorsport came in it is like Forza Motorsport got got in like four game like they were able to catch up to Gran Turismo yeah because. They got Forza Motorsport Five out at around the time that Gran Turismo Five also came out, mm-hmm. and and Forza Motorsport One was released after Gran Turismo Four. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> between between Gran Turismo's Four and Five, uh-huh. Forza Motorsport basically just came in and, <laughs> and, and I, I, I just took and, it away. Yeah, just just caught up to it basically. But just because uh, Gran Turismo is usually um, a launch title, so every time um, PlayStation uh, puts out either a new console or a new version of console, uh, well, that's when Gran yeah. Turismo puts out a game. Yeah, not not necessarily because Gran Turismo Four was on PS2, Gran Turismo Five was on PS3, and, and uh, that was Gran Turismo like, One wasn't necessarily played. launch day. Yep. Oh, well, yeah. well, at least yeah, was... for, for for the most part, it it, it they uh, their games are, are part of the launch titles. Well, five was fairly late into the PS PS three's yeah. life cycle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because it was very very much delayed because there was also the Gran Turismo PSP. Oh uh, uh, right, I guess I always, and... I always just associate them with. With PlayStation, it's like Gran Turismo, a GT, and PS. Yeah. 
go hand in hand. Go, go hand in hand. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and like like now I prefer Forza for in terms of gameplay, but I will say that Gran Turismo has um, for for the lack of better for for the lack of a better word, it has class. <laughs> It's like, like you look at the menus and they're like, oh, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, this is so refined. It's so refined. <laughs> so refined. Like, I want to play the grand piano now. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, oh, good boy, good boy. Would you like to look at my gar- garage? Garage. I have all these. Oh, I have, I have, I have lo- crumpets. We could have teeth and crumpets in my garage. <laughs> Yeah, we we'll have tea and crumpets in my garage as we look through my ten Mitsubishi Lancers. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my Lancer? It's and rally, my, <laughs> rally tuned, and, and my five NSXs, <laughs> and, and you know this one European car, <laughs> and a couple of these, a couple of these RUFs because we can't use Porsche. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So it, it even the soundtrack of Grand Turismo is like, yeah. Mm. Listen to this jazz, this jazz, man. It's so chill. <laughs> I think we we did yeah. it a bit ironic that um, uh, we used uh, British and Grand Turismo, uh. but uh, Top Gear actually promoted. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what do you call this? For Forza. Forza. <laughs> you know. Forza. Oh yeah, with yeah. with the uh, Forza three. With the three, actual British guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, three and four. Yeah. Three, three, four, three, four, five. Three, four, yeah. and five. Yeah, but yeah, but in term, I I think Forza did a lot of good things as well to advance the hmm. the sort of the motorsport genre, the the somewhere between the sim and arcade. Arcade styles. Yep. Yeah, and especially with with how they made the um, livery editors, mm-hmm. like you could basically just put any any design you can think of on your car, just put it on. Uh, they actually did everything right except uh, make uh, Microsoft's presentation during E three better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's why that, that, that's why I still think they. Gran Turismo still has the class. The class. You, yeah, I have the class, and you do. It's Microsoft. <laughs> but, but in terms of everything else, like Forza really, um, Forza really improved a whole lot compared to Gran Turismo. And it's like uh, Gran Turismo's before Gran Turismo's part, like they still kept reusing a lot of the PS2 models for the cars, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. But you know. It's like Forza basically redid a lot of their models for each game, hmm. so that it looks decent. But I think the cockpit view for Gran Turismo was better mm-hmm. in some in some cars. I think, but yeah. Um, also in terms of the cars, Gran Turismo by well by nature by, by far has more of the more of the car models. Hmm. Um, I well, here's my problem with Gran Turismo. Since it's made by a Japanese company, it's obviously gonna be Japanese centric. <laughs> That's why you've got ten different uh, Lancers and uh, eight different NSXs. <laughs> but 
but I think um, Forza has a better um, lineup better in terms of variety. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's got better variety. It's like you've got like um, uh, a good mix of European, American, and uh, Japanese cars. Mm-hmm. Although not all the Japanese cars I like are in Forza, but there's enough there that I not I don't feel that it that I'm not happy with the selection. Hmm. And I, I think I've come to appreciate like American and European cars more because of Forza. <laughs> Compared to like cause, cause we grew up like knowing only Japanese and Korean cars in yep. in, in the Philippines. Philippines. Yeah, hmm. true. And it's like, oh, so so Grand Turismo was like, yeah, all of these cars I recognize. But then when I started playing Forza, I was like, oh, uh, these cars actually seem to also drive nice. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like, uh, um, and now Grand Turismo is kind of like on from being the encyclopedia for cars into being. Kind of like an the esports for car e-sport racing, the car, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm kind of sad. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm right, kind of sad because because now even though they're um, being one of the uh, an esport, I guess, car simulator slash racing game, mm-hmm. it, it gives them that boost in popularity, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it they kind of lost the essence of um, what. Gran Turismo, or the, what the Gran Turismo franchise was, which was really, here's a game. It's actually it's going to teach you how to drive yeah. this race car. Like yeah. it, from the very basic, if you go through the it, it's every game. If you go through the license, um, yeah, the license yeah. test, like test one is going to teach you how to accelerate, right. how to brake, <laughs> or when yeah. to brake. Yep. It just gives you a straight course and brake now. And then just, but don't press it too hard. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, and that's, that's, that's the thing that Gran Turismo still does better than Forza, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, again, it, that's that's what Gran Turismo was. It'll teach you how to work yep. a, a race car and then put you in a race. Yep. Um, but now it's esports, so everyone has to really, well, they play it uh, to be able to. I don't know, be be competitive, not to yep. learn how to yeah how to race. Yep. That's why it took you. Uh, if uh, Horizon Zero Dawn did it take you seriously, Gran Turismo took it way too seriously. Way too much. Like in terms Good of gigs, Gran like uh, Gran Turismo is the. Um, Oh, sorry. Forza is like Ace Combat, and Gran Turismo is what's that? Uh, Windows Flight Simulator. Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> oh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> That's a very accurate description of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, and that that also goes into one of the things I I found out with Forza. It's like um, Gran Turismo may be a better driving. Overall, but Forza is the better race. Right, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's a different kind of experience. Like um, in Gran Turismo, you just basically pimp out your car, tune it up, and then 
when you take it to the race, the you'll just blow past the AI. And then in Forza, it's like they actually have the AI adapt to your skill level. And it's like you can tune your car, but all the other cars will probably be in the same class as you. Mm-hmm. And the AI is... Well, the AI used to be good, like <laughs> like better than Gran Turismo, but because now they're using the drive avatars, mm. where everyone's like, it, it's like down, it's like downloading ghosts of your friends and mm-hmm. other players and trying to adapt that. But I don't think it really works as well as it should. But at least, but at least it's better than Gran Turismo. <laughs> Like with with the bumper car kind of. Was it bumper car? Did did Gran Turismo have a like a ghost mode? Uh oh. yeah, I think it's sport. They put that in. Oh, okay. Like 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 you wouldn't you would not physically bump into another car. Mm-hmm. Like you just see the outline of your previous yeah. uh a previous run. Mm-hmm. Oh previous yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah they use that for time trials. Mm-hmm. I think usually it's a standard. Yeah. For racing games, but yeah, especially I'm kind of Mario sad. Kart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so it's like it, it's like somewhere along the line, Gran Turismo kind of got away from the fun of racing, mm-hmm. and that's where Forza came in. Mm. But but yeah, mm. uh, I still have to give props to Gran Turismo because it's like it's got class. <laughs> it's it's got the class. <laughs> It's like, uh, wait a second, Forza came out during the Xbox One days, is that right? Yeah, or, the Xbox First. Or 360? Mm-hmm. Xbox First. Ah, Xbox First, because I just remember, the, I, I really yeah, remember cause... Sega GT more <laughs> than, than Forza. <laughs> because, um, so on the Xbox First, like Sega GT 2002 came mm-hmm. out, and then after that, uh, there was a game called Rally Sport Challenge mm-hmm. on Xbox, mm-hmm. and the developers of that were the ones who went on to become Turn Ten and mm-hmm. make Forza. Oh, okay, okay. So in some way, Forza is the uh, spiritual successor. Spiritual successor. Game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of okay. of oh, oh, Rally Sport Challenge. Yeah. Not not Sega GT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rally Sport. Rally Sport. Yeah. Kind of, yes. Okay. Uh, done kicking the horse? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll think of new ways to kick it. <laughs> next next podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah, next time. Next time, baby. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's all the topics now. So do you guys have uh, anything else to discuss? Uh no, I, I still have to process like end game. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, like... Let's talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess we'll end it now because uh, we don't have much to say. So uh, I'd really want to uh, give a shout out right now, but uh, we don't have our VIP. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout shout out to I'd like to shout out to Marvelous for 
making uppers on the PS Vita. <laughs> one of the craziest beat-em-ups I've ever played. Oh yeah, so, the director of that one is it the same guy as Senran Kagura? Yep, the same guy. So if you're looking at... So it's basically the opposite of Senran Kagura because you're basically controlling... Guys. Guys. <laughs> but but you're controlling guys who are trying to impress girls through fighting. Because, uh, that, because the, that's the guy, just how um, they roam. The, the director actually just left Marvelous... I think. Uh yeah, he, yeah, he did. Yeah. Because partly because he was being pressured mm-hmm. um, to sort of cut back on some of the naughty bits of his games. <laughs> That's his essence, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's why. So I I can understand why he he won't he'd want to be. <laughs> and partly it's also Sony's fault. <laughs> My yeah. goodness. And yeah, their I, uh, so-called hey, censorship. I, 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 I thought we were done kicking Sony. For uh, one okay. more kick would do. <laughs> yeah, look at all these censorship, man. Like one for the road. One for the road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but uppers is really funny in uh for a beat them up because you're like you're stuck in arena based uh uh stages and around the arena around the stages there are like groups of girl of school girls like cheering you on and then when you get close like when you get close to one they'll do they'll ask you to do stuff like um uh like ko seven guys in Five minutes, or do seven wall runs, mm-hmm. or blow up one car, <laughs> <laughs> and then when when you and then when you fulfill their request, they'll basically uh, orgasm at the sight of your awesomeness, <laughs> and and give you and randomly give you a love letter, mm-hmm. you know. And so basically, your your dude is just trying to act all cool, and like, <laughs> hey, baby, like, you doing anything later? Like, is this yeah. like a Johnny Bravo fighting game? Oh. <laughs> uh, well, well, the only difference, the difference is he's, he's not a loser, it, 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 right? The it, difference it, it, is it, the it, girls actually like him. No. <laughs> girls actually like your character, and so and it's a tag team thing. So you you have a main character and you have a partner. Uh, so you can in terms of gameplay, out. is it uh, something like a Def Jam or something? Uh, it's like uh, Senran Kagura. Oh, um, okay. So you you run around like it's a full it's a full free roaming three sixty ah, degree okay, 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 okay. thing, mm-hmm. and then you have your square is your light attack, triangle is your heavy attack, circle is your grab, and then uh, you have a block and a Parry, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. So it's so it's like Dark Souls. It's it's like Sekiro. Like you have a block and you have a parry, <laughs> and it, uh, and it's like if if you're if the AI guy keeps comboing, if keeps throwing combos at you, like you hit the L button like several times to parry everything, like to dodge trick. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it reminds me of Sekiro in that way, hmm. and then. 
but the funny thing there is that is there there's a gauge there's like a heat gauge mm-hmm. or something like like in yakuza if you build it up you your all your attacks suddenly get more crazy so it's like if normally if you hit triangle mm-hmm. and do your your strong yeah. attack mm-hmm. like the main character ranma does a haymaker mm-hmm. so if you if you hit the haymaker and you're at level 1 heat so the enemy just flies away mm-hmm. like flies away, flies away into smacks into the wall or something mm-hmm. <laughs> at, if if your heat is high enough like level 2 or 3 mm-hmm. once you hit them with the haymaker they turn into actual missiles <laughs> and they fly away really fast <laughs> is this asterix <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 like like by the t- when your heat gauge goes really up, goes really high, it feels like playing one finger death punch. Ah, okay. Because you're like, boom, like that guy's flying away, that guy's flying away, that guy's flying away, <laughs> and like kung fu hustle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then you and, and then you bust out your super, you, you use your part, your tension gauge thing. And then it gets even more crazier. <laughs> well, you and, better and, uh, wait for that one in PC because it's still not yeah. yet released. <laughs> and then, and then you can, and then all their like you you can use environmental things like, like I mentioned this before, but you can. There's a stage where it takes place in a gym, mm-hmm. and if you go to the basketball hoop, you can dunk your. You can dunk the enemies into the hoop. <laughs> like, yep, yep. That's the kind of game this is. Like, and it's all, and it's all stupid. So I, I love it because it's stupid. This game is it's trash, like, and I'm trash. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It, it, it doesn't ask me to. It doesn't ask me to take it seriously, so I don't take it seriously. So if it does stupid things, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm down with that. Hmm. Okay, uh, any other shout-outs there? <laughs> yep, uh, shout-out to Marvel for making for making Endgame. Yeah, the best the best movie ever. As of now. <laughs> no. Until next week, when they have processed everything. <laughs> yeah, let me process it first, before I proclaim it the best. Yeah, because uh, usually when you come out of the movie, it's like, oh, it's the best thing ever. Then uh, when you get home, you realize mm, it's not really the best. When the adrenaline, when the adrenaline yeah. goes down, it's like, oh wait, and then you start thinking about all those little stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's do a uh, uh, spoiler review next time, uh, probably two weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Most probably, and I believe that's the safest time to do a spoiler review. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, anything else? Well, um, oh, Ace Combat Seven announcer DLC. Oh plays. yeah, my goodness! Mm-hmm. Oh. I was waiting okay. for those. <laughs> I was looking like for the first... Falcon actually uh, during that uh, the the first uh, run the, when it first released. I thought it was just hidden, but it was never there in the first place. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> ano, ano siya? Um, it's DLC. It's, it's, part, it's a second game. It's a second plane yata you'll get. Pero yep. Um, June or July, mm-hmm. 
June, they have one for May, June, and July. Yeah, June the is the Falcon. Is the first one is Raven. The Raven, yep. Yeah. And the, the Raven's actually the the end boss yep. for in Ace Combat 7. Hmm. And this is the one that has... Um, that shoots... It doesn't shoot. It launches drones yep. that will shoot enemy planes. It oh. launches drones that will shoot more drones! <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Droneception. Droneception. <laughs> and in the game, it, it it that plane itself is a drone. So yeah. <laughs> so it's a drone that shoots drones that shoots more drones. drones. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, that, that very exciting. That's stupid, and I love it. <laughs> That's stupid, and I yeah, love it. I can't it. wait for that DLC. Uh, but uh, they're just releasing one plane per month, in a way. One plane so, per month, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Take my money now. So, basically, we'll release a plane. You play through the game again for that, for that month, and then we'll give you another plane. <laughs> so you can play through the game using that one. <laughs> I think I'll just use them on story mode. I don't want to go to multiplayer. It makes me feel very inferior. <laughs> I'll just enjoy the game for what it is. <laughs> yep. Same. I still stay away from uh, multiplayer. <laughs> I don't know how those guys control the planes. It's like uh, it's their arms and legs. <laughs> Maybe they have like... Maybe they have like the Hotas joysticks. Oh, they they probably do. Oh, probably. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go that deep into Ace Combat multiplayer, you probably want to yeah. have, but, have that. go go yeah. with the sidewinder. I, I, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that the Thrustmaster is fairly reasonably priced for a Hotas. So like mm-hmm. seven seventy dollars, I think hmm. seventy eighty dollars, which is not bad for a Hotas. Yeah. Yeah, especially because the Hori one is like 150, I think. Mm. So it's like, wow, the Thrustmaster is actually cheap, relatively <laughs> speaking. <laughs> no, that's true. Because you, um, uh, my other hotels that I looked at was uh, Logitech. Oh and yeah, Logitech like is like 200. Yeah, yeah, 200 plus. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so it's surprising that the Thrustmaster one was. Yeah, here I'm looking at uh, Best Buy has the PS4 version for like seventy eight ninety nine. So I was like, wow. That's wow. Sur- uh-huh. I, I I was I, I was actually very tempted to get one of these, <laughs> even though I don't have Ace Combat. Hmm. <laughs> just in case you get it. Just in case you get it. Yeah, and then use it for with PSVR and like, oh yeah. <laughs> but but I I. I'd also prefer it if they released like um like <clears throat> um what is that um uh, afterburner climax on PS4 oh. that that would make this even more worth it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. eh, I don't know I don't know if they'll if Sega will be able to relicense that <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, shout out to our fan, or if ever there is one. <laughs> if, if there is one fan, you're our favorite fan. 
<laughs> you're, you're still our best fan. <laughs> You'll be our best fan ever. <laughs> okay, I, I guess that's all. So uh, thank you for watching, guys. Uh, have a great day. So uh, I guess we'll continue the discussion after this one. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, go with the spoilers. So uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Vinny uh, signing out. Have a great one. Doodles. <laughs> See ya.